Good morning, kings and priests of the Most High God. Why do you think they, why do you think he called us kings and priests, not kings, queens, and priests? He wasn't looking at us as male and female. He was looking at us as people. The word says that God put kings and rulers in place, and he calls us kings and priests. The job of the king is absolute authority. The only one he's subject to is God himself. So, Sharon, you are a king. What you speak is done in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And what's the job of the priest? The job of the priest is to speak the word of the Lord. So I knew I was going to get up and share. And so I had prayed earlier this week, you know, what is it, Lord, that you, what, you're, what are you saying to me? And I saw the picture of Jesus traveling down the road with his disciples, and he saw that fig tree. And it says that he, he saw the fig tree, and he's like, oh, I'm going to go find fruit on the fig tree. And so as he approached, he's looking, he's looking, it looks great, it looks beautiful, however, it is unfruitful. And so um, what the Lord was showing, at least for me, is that um, there's, you know, like, I put myself together for work, I look nice and professional, but on some days on the inside, I am not feeling it. I am feeling unfruitful. And so... Uh, just because, um, just because we, we look good, you know, we present well, sometimes we're just not feeling it on the inside. And so what we can say to, um, as a king and a priest, we can say to those unfruitful areas of our life, like for me, my, I came from, my parents were divorced and it was probably no different than anybody else you have issues in your life that you know you come up through and so for me I had a lot of self-esteem issues um, and so the Lord is like I want you to speak to that just like that tree you know so I would speak to that um, the enemy would come and try to lie to me and say you know, really, you don't, what do you think, who do you think you are? And so I would have to speak to that voice, and I would say, uh, oh my goodness, what did the Lord say to the tree? Oh, he said um, that you, you're just not going to produce fruit anymore. And so um, me, being the person I am, I needed a visual. And so when Jesus spoke to the tree, it's his word went and put a, a headlock on that root. And that word uh, is strangling that root. That For me, it was the word was strangling that root of low self-esteem. The word was um, strangling um, just any, you know, any goodness that the Lord was uh, trying to grow up in me. So where I would struggle with, um, oh, one of the things that, you know, unfortunately my mother was, she was a diabetic and she constantly spoke about, um, about her illness. And so kind of one of her, I guess, I, I don't like to use the word mantra, but whatever, whenever I would think of my mother, the first thought that would come to my mind was I could hear her saying, I'm sick and tired, I'm sick and tired. And so, um, and unfortunately, that manifested in her life. She did become sick, and she did become tired. And so what the Lord was showing me is he's, he's saying, put the word out. The word says that um, I, am, I am filled with the spirit of life in Christ. I am filled with his presence. I'm seated in heavenly places high above all this, all this stuff. And that my, uh, my war is not with flesh, but against principalities, rulers, and darkness. And the more that I would speak the word, the more I could see, um, for me, I had to put it in a visual, I could see my angel just choking out that, that uh, low self-esteem. I could see my angels choking out that, um, 
that, uh, that word that, yeah, you're going to be sick and tired, and you're going to die, and you're going to die worse than your mother. I mean, the enemy is not a nice guy. <laughs> he, um, he, tries to have, he tries to build these ugly pictures by just speaking to you. And, um, and so instead of, for me, instead of agreeing with those ugly pictures, I just had to put myself in remembrance of the word that God says, I have a good plan for you. I have a future and a hope. And so uh, for me, I had to, uh, I had to plant that word and I had to, every time the enemy came, I would say, no, um, God has a good plan for me. He's got a future and a hope for me. And um, so, yeah, so I just, uh, that is what the Lord gave me to share, um, is that when you see an unfruitful peace in you, maybe it is, you're feeling, um, you know, maybe you're feeling guilty. Um, maybe you're feeling less than, uh, maybe you're comparing yourself to somebody else. Um, don't agree with that because like David said, he said, God sees you as kings and priests. You are seated in heavenly places. You are high above. And, um, sorry, one more picture. <laughs> so, so, um, for me, I did need a picture of, what do you mean, Lord, by oh, high above? I'm high above. And so um, I, he showed me like an ant. And there's, if you, there was an ant with an ant-sized megaphone. And that little ant is, is trying to get my attention and say, hey, you, you know, who do you think you are? And it's true, that little ant could bite me, but, um, you know, bite me on my heel. But the Lord just showed me, he says, all you have to do is just move your foot and smash him. And you take the word and you, you crush him with the word. So the word says, you know, again, that we are seated in heavenly places, that we are high above. So the enemy is going to come in. He's going to try to accuse. No, he doesn't try. He does. He accuses you. And it is, um, it is your place to just allow the word to rise up in you and let the word respond to that accusation. I'm sure you... <laughs> and as kings and priests, our words are powerful. So we don't want to throw our words around just, you know, any way. You know, what does the word of God say? Scott said last week he thinks our angels a lot of times are bored. And that's may be true because angels are there to carry out the word of God. So if you're out there saying, I'm sick, I'm this, I'm that, the angels are going, oh, geez, we just can't agree with that. We can't carry that out. So what do we do? We speak the word of God because that's what the angels want. When you start speaking the word of God over yourselves, your world, your house, your things, your money, that's when they go to work. That's when they can go out and do the healing, the restoration, the provision. We don't want to speak what the devil is saying about us. Because the, like Sharon said, the devil is not nice. He wants to steal, to destroy, and to kill. So we want to renew our minds to the word of God. What does the word of God say? I will no longer speak that I am sick, I am tired, I am poor, I am old, I am whatever. But the word of God says that my youth is renewed like the eagles. I am healed, healthy, and whole by the stripes of Jesus. It talks about those that die early from taking the communion unworthily. What that means is, is they're not seeing that the body and the blood of Christ has provided everything for us healing, wholeness, protection, everything. He said it is finished, and when he said it is finished, it was finished. So start renewing your mind to the word of God. Get in there. See if you have a lack or, like Sharon said, an unfruitful area in your life, look it up in the word. What does the word say about that? Speak over it. Speak to it. Speak to the evil. Say, evil, you are not welcome in my house. You are not welcome in my body, my kids' body, my wife's body, 
but instead there is love, joy, peace, health, forgiveness, mercy, and all the good things that the Lord has died for us for. So the Lord already sees you complete. He already sees you as a conqueror. He sees you already as an overcomer. And it is not, um, and it is not for us to, for us, it is not for us to rise up in our own strength, but it's for us to yield to what it is that he has already done in us. He has already provided, um, He's already provided a safe place for you. He's already provided strength for you. One of the things that we were talking about is that um, it is not for us to labor. It is our only labor is to labor to enter into his rest, enter into his victory. We have such a, uh, we've been, we, we live in this culture where we have to earn, we have to do, we have to be good enough, and then we can come in. But the great thing about the Lord is he's like, I've already done the hard work for you. He said, I just want you to um, just believe it. And the believing is the hard part because our mind is constantly saying, no, that's too good to be true. No, are you kidding? That can't, that can't really be. But the truth is, is he's done everything. He's, he's provided, um, yeah, he's provided everything you need. And he knows we're going to fail in our own strength or in our own self. And he is absolutely fine with that. It's like when we are raising children and they're toddling and we, um, you know, like, like Emily is well gifted in baking. So we can't expect um, a little toddler. We can't expect that toddler. Hey, we want you to bake a cake like Emily made last week. And uh, that toddler is not going to do well. And, uh, you know, because Emily made us a great dessert recently. So, <laughs> but um, we can't... Um, we can't expect the toddler to do what she can do. And in the same way, you know, where the, the word says, you know, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. There is no way, absolutely no way. However, what we can do is we can rest in Jesus and he's the one who's going to bring us up to that place. In, actually, we are all already in that place of perfection. Our, what we are to do is just yield to him, and as the enemy comes and speaks to us, we simply just speak the word back and let that be our shield. Let that, let that fight the battle for us. So we just rest in the word. One last thing. One of the things I love is the Roman centurion. And uh, what the Roman centurion told Jesus is, is, you know, you don't even have to come to my house. He says, I, like you, am a man under authority. He says, if you give the word, if you speak, it's so. I tell this one to go and that one to come, and they do. He says, you say it's done, and it's done. And Christ said he's given us that authority. So use your words wisely. Speak great things. Know what the word says about you and who you are in Christ. So... <laughs> so the one thing that I would like for you to walk away with is um, I did ask David to wear his tap out t-shirt because if you're if you've ever watched wrestling um, I don't know if it's in all wrestling but the wrestling that we watch is you know they'll get a person on the ground in the uh, the, the guy behind him will grab him from behind and put him in a chokehold until his um, opponent is no longer, excuse me, until his opponent's no longer able to fight. And I just want you to see that as you speak the word, it's the word putting the chokehold on the enemy in your life. So um, it's not you trying to get out there and wrestle. It's the word at work for you. So, um, and you know what? And have a great time with it. You know, Paul, at one point, he said, 
And he said he looks, you know, when he comes into a situation, he looks forward with joy because he knows the outcome is going to be uh, victory. So anymore, when we have challenges that come up in our life, I'm like, wow, this is going to be interesting. I don't look for challenges, and I don't want the challenges. And I do pray, Lord, don't, you know, don't lead us into any area of challenge. But when it does come up, I'm excited because I know that the word is going to work and um, that we're going to come out overcomers. <laughs> the word works. So would anybody from the ministry team like to come up? Add? I see that up there. Um, that's one of the scriptures the Lord gave me uh, this past week. We prophesy to encourage, um, exhort for edification and for comfort. Uh, that's what the Lord is saying. And so that's why we're here. We're here to exhort. And, you know, in that word exhort, it doesn't only mean to uh, encourage. If you look it up, if you look past that, it also means to admonish. People don't like that word admonish or warn. We need both. We need the encouragement. And when we get out of hand, we need the admonishment and the warning. But uh, that's just one of them. And I'm not going to go through it all. But uh, the Lord had put on my heart. First of all, I want to just say the worship this morning was wonderful, was so high. He's high and lifted up. And I know we cannot wait to see Jesus in his glory when he comes for us, to see him face to face and worship him. Just look at him and worship him. Say, finally, oh, my Lord, how exciting just to think about Jesus, you know, just seeing him finally in his full, all his glory, you know. And, and, and as we worship him now, we can see a glimpse of his glory. We don't see his full glory. We see his, the glimpse. Can you imagine face to face with our Savior? Can you just imagine the joy? And speaking of joy, uh, the Lord showed me there are some that are depressed or have been oppressed. Either you have family member, family members that, that are going through a depression, an oppression, and it seems like it's so heavy that they cannot get through it, and you pray. Even, it might even be you that you, you're going through some kind, of, some kind of suffering or depression in you, and you just can't get out of it. And I remember speaking about the garment of praise, you know, it lifts that, that spirit of heaviness. And the Lord is saying to you today, I give you, I give you beauty for ashes and joy for the sorrow and the, 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 the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that comes upon you. God said, I set you free right now. Right now, feel the garment of praise coming upon you. And the Lord's putting his hand upon your head right now. And the oil of gladness is upon you. No more depression. No more sadness, he says, for I am here, and I'm here to set you free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And this is what he is saying to you today. I give you my liberty. I died for your liberty. I give it to you. Do not listen to the enemy, as you have been saying. For he says that the, the enemy, he is as a roaring lion, walking about seeking whom he may devour. But we don't have to Accept that. I remember you saying you spoke of the eagle that can see the little the little critters down here. And the Lord is saying we shall soar 
up as eagles. We are eagles soaring up. Think of yourself as an eagle soaring, and you can see the little critters, like you said. And and and, and one thing about vig, you know, he said to be vigilant, and that means to be aware. And there's another meaning. Uh, I look further into it, and he said having eagle eyes, eagle eyes. And you know eagles kill snakes. Amen. He kills snakes. The enemy, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. This is what the Lord is saying. Rise up as eagles, my people. Rise up as eagles, he says. And one, and one last thing is uh, the word of knowledge is going forth. Uh, uh, somebody has uh, eye problems. You feel like you're, going, you're, you're losing your sight. And the Lord says, I'm going to heal that today. And he said, I, I, I speak against blindness right now. I speak against the eye problem. Lord, I thank you that you clear that up. You clear up that, that pupil, whatever that is. Lord, I pray right now, I come against that blindness right now that this person doesn't have to go for an operation. In the name of Jesus, I come against bursitis, tendinitis, arthritis. In the name of Jesus, all these things now, right now, we come against it. Every ligament, every muscle, every joint right now be healed. Every disease that cripples in the name of Jesus be healed right now the Lord is healing the Lord is healing and take it from you for your family you can stand in for your family be healed right now if that is you you feel the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon your head all the way down to your spine even right now all the way down to your legs uh, I don't know that couple back there but the Lord says to trust Proverbs 3 5 he said, trust in him. Lean not into your own understanding. Acknowledge him. That means ask him for, every, for his advice in every way. And he said, I will direct your path. He said, I am for you and no one else can be against you in any situation. Not in any situation. He said, watch my hand work in your life. He said, I am for you. Put that devil under your feet, the serpents and scorpions. Put it under and trample him because God says, I will walk with you as you lean upon him and trust in him in all his ways. Amen. So I just want to just bless, just bless you in the Lord right now. And, and, I, I, and I just, Lord, I bless the children right now. And, and I, the children are always on my heart. And you are going to lay hands on people and they're going to recover. Kids, he's using you. He's using you. I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage each and every, each and every child here. I remember laying hands on all of you, and the Lord said, I'm going to use all of you if you would just trust in me and believe in me and don't doubt and don't let anybody tell you otherwise because he has great gifts, and we need those gifts being used and utilized in this body of Christ for whoever's going to be coming in. There are going to be people coming in that need healing, people that come, come in that need deliverance in the name of Jesus. Amen? So we'll be ready. We'll be fully equipped in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Good girl. That's good. That's encouraging. <laughs> yep. Anyone else? those are some really good words really good words from both of you um so <laughs> the bible says not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together and it is so important i so need to be here with you every week i need it i need it i go through the week and i'm listening to podcasts and i'm in the word and i you know all these things and there's there's just something that's so special about being together and um so i just thank you the words that you said were so important to me and uh the depression thing so for about a month now you know god is just really dealing with old wounds and old things and satan doesn't like it and i like how you say he's mean oh he's mean he doesn't play fair he's mean he wants to choke you out man um, and so I just, I feel like, you know, um, 
what's that mud that you sink in? Quicksand, like, where you feel powerless and it's just taking you. And I feel like the, the truth of what, for me, is that, you know, Satan has thrown some mud in my face. And it's like, just wipe that off, just wash it off with the word, because it isn't true that I'm in quicksand sinking and I can't ever be free. That's not true at all. Um, so let the word work. I love that. Let the, the angel choking out the root. Oh, my goodness. The word of God. I love it. Thank you. Be encouraged. I'm encouraged. a king and a priest you are highly favored he looks on you with joy and it is the deep work that he's doing in you and it's okay and uh, he's rooting out he's rooting out things in you that um, when we go through things they try to establish themselves in our lives as some sort of foundation as some sort of truth and he's breaking up those—he's breaking up those lies, mm -hmm. and um, so he's just preparing you for for where he's taking you. So if it's a deep and hurting work, it's a great and glorious work he has ahead of you, and he's—he says he has a big work for you. Thank you, Lord. So. Father, we just we just speak over Vani right now, and we speak your your blessing, your peace, your comfort. Yes, Lord. Mm, yeah, and you are so pleasing to him. That's that's what I hear. Is that there's nothing wrong. You're you're going in the right direction. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> all your heart you want to you want to be pleasing to the lord now the enemy knows that so he comes in to steal kill and destroy all that you want to do for jesus just because you love him it's not to do mighty works but because you love him he said lord here am i what do, what do you want me to do i am your servant i want to do what you want you call me to do and so he sees that. He sees in your heart an enemy tries to come there and pluck that out. Mm -hmm. Little by little, little by little, until the enemy says, I got you. Now I'm going to put the depression, oppression on you. But you know what? Lift it up right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord. Think about that when you go home. Anytime the enemy would try to come back and steal that. Say, no, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm going to see him face to face one day. I'm going to see, I, in fact, I'm going to see him today. I'm going to see his face in a vision. I'm going to see my Lord and my Savior. And you are a liar. And you are my enemy that I put under my foot. But Lord, I thank you now. Just, just, just give her the joy. <laughs> give her the joy, Lord, that comes bubbling up. From her innermost belly, Lord, that's where you are. That's where you are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Those rivers of living water right now, right now, right now. The peace and the joy right now in Jesus' name. Oh, yes, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Just like a fountain coming out of your head in Jesus' name. Well, one of the things he also says is, don't be afraid, my little children, for I have overcome the world. Now I'm done. Wow. Do you think God's up to something this morning? I feel a theme. I sense a theme. Isabel, would you put that picture up that's on there? This would have been more appropriate last week. <clears throat> but you know, 
Those little peeps, they just keep peeping. They just peep constantly in your ear, in your, on your shoulders, you know, the little fork holding horn guy, you know, whispering lies. And those lies are what holds us down. But God has called us to reign in life. He has called us to reign in life. I was just thinking of that, that old song when we were kids, you know, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And Vani, I just feel like that's your song. Like you, when, when you're letting your light shine, it's just full of joy. You're marked with joy. Yeah, and devil's not going to, whatever. however that song goes, he's going to put a bushel over it. No, I'm going to let it shine. Yeah. Preach, baby. <laughs> Ashley saw, as they were praying for you, him pouring oil over you. Just this endless oil over you. And it was gold. It was this beautiful, bright gold oil. It was just gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if that's what you want this morning, if you want to receive from the Lord that oil of joy for despair, in place of despair, he wants to give you the oil of joy. And just, just receive. Close your eyes. Let's just close our eyes for a minute. Father, you are so good. You're so good. You're such a good dad. I just encourage you, sons and daughters, just to to learn how to call him dad. Learn how to call him papa, father. He's put the spirit of sonship in you to call God your dad, your father. So, Father, we just receive from you this morning that oil of joy. You are the joyful God. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit is what the kingdom is all about. So we just say, let joy fill our hearts and mark us. Mark us with your joy. In Jesus' name. So Romans 5.17, this is just kind of some stuff that was coming. This may be as far as we get today is what the downloads that were happening during worship and as you guys were sharing, I was just constantly, I don't know. I don't know why God does this to me. He just totally is like injecting me constantly. I feel like a porcupine or something, <laughs> inverted. <clears throat> but Romans 5.17, I guess he's loading me up with these little quills and I'm just going to fire them out when I go deliver mail tomorrow or something like that. So Romans 5.17, I like the English standard version. The ESV says, for it, for if, not for it. I need glasses? No, we don't need glasses. Yes, we prayed for healing. Eagle eyes. I'm going to rise up with wings like eagles and I'm going to have eagle vision. For if, because of one man's trespass, speaking of Adam, death reigned through that one man, much more, say much more, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through one man, Jesus Christ. He has called us to reign in life, to be those that mount up with the wings like eagles, to, to put our foot down on the enemy's head. Our awesome, joyful Father is coming alongside us constantly. We don't even realize he's walking alongside of us, and he's teaching us how to put our foot down on the devil's head. Just wish I had a sound effect. Crunch a bag of something wet and crunchy. So, you know, regarding this oil of joy, you know, God is inviting us, every one of us, every day of your life, every moment of your life, every season that we go to go through, he's inviting us to have an upgrade. An upgrade can be a higher perspective. He's inviting us to see things from heaven's view, to have those eagle's eyes so that we can soar above. So he has a lot of trade-offs for us. So like in Isaiah 61, uh, Val was sharing that thing of the, you know, where there's that spirit of despair. He wants to give us a garment of praise. I'll just read a couple of those things. 
He wants to give you a crown of beauty instead of ashes. Now, we're going to look at that verse briefly in a, in a few minutes here, but he's put a crown, a crown of royal authority on every one of his sons and daughters. You have that exousia authority. If you weren't here last week, we'll tell you what that means, but exousia, it just sounds good, so we like to say it. And that same word, he has given us authority. He has given us exousia to trample on those scorpions and snakes. And that exousia, that authority that he's placed on his sons and daughters is a regal royal authority. Jesus paid a price for us. An inheritance is waiting for us to just unpack and walk in and walk out for the rest of our days on earth until we enter into his glory. So a crown of beauty is yours. So just receive your crown today instead of ashes, an oil of joy instead of mourning. He is not all about mourning. You know, the Bible does say to mourn with those who mourn and grieve with those who grieve, but also to rejoice with those who rejoice. He has oil of joy oil of gladness waiting for us. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Romans 14 says that is what the kingdom consists of. It's not about eating and drinking. It's not about should I be a vegetarian or can I eat pork. It's not about food. It's not about should I have a glass of wine or just Kool-Aid. It's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That is what the kingdom of heaven is all about. So he's a joyful God. He's the prince of peace. He's the king of righteousness. And he is flowing in the joy. Garments of praise instead of despair. We just need to learn how to praise. We need to learn how to value the place of worship, the place of singing through, just like the Israelites marching around the walls of Jericho. And then they gave that shout and the walls came down. That's how we fight our battles. That's how we get the breakthroughs when we worship and we declare. You know, worship isn't just songs. It's not just finding some good tunes on iTunes or on YouTube and thinking, oh, okay, I can relate to this song because of how it sounds. It's about the words, and it's about your declaring those truths out loud, as was spoken very clearly this morning. The power of your words releases an anointing. When you're declaring and you're agreeing and you're partnering with what God says, what you know is truth from the word, there's power on it. His word does not go out and return to him void. It goes out and it accomplishes what he sent it forth to do. And he's given you a mouth to speak those words. So a garment of praise. Clothe yourself in worship. Constantly Learn how to constantly just praise him. And if you feel like, man, I just run out of songs to sing. I don't know how many times I could sing How Great Thou Art or We Exalt Thee. You know, but just declare your worship to him. I exalt you, King Jesus. Love your presence. We worship you and we invite you to come. Let your kingdom come and your will be done in this earth. Let your healing be released in my family and my life. I declare your strength and your power, everything that Jesus paid for on the cross, the kingdom realm of heaven, that it would come and break into our existence. There's power in your words. When you partner with his words, there's life. When you partner with the enemy's words, there's death. So we need to be careful what we're partnering with. I like that word partner because I get thoughts that come to my mind and I have a choice. I can either by habit just partner with that thought because I'm so used to hearing it all my life or I can learn how to exchange that thought and have an upgrade. God always has an upgrade for us. Anything the devil brings, God knows what's going on. He has an, an upgrade waiting he, it's an opportunity for us to step in to what he has, to declare what he has. For every negative that the enemy throws at your face, that mud, 
God has a positive. Instead of shame, he wants to trade your shame for a double portion. God does not want his sons and daughters, those that Jesus died on the cross for and bore the sin and shame and death that we all deserved, that we all brought on ourselves. He, want, he wanted to take all of that from you and exchange it for his righteousness, exchange it for a double portion. So when we begin to feel the shame or whatever it is of the old nature that Jesus died for on the cross, that's the stuff that God says, I've got something better for you to step into because Jesus paid for you to step out of your shame and into a double portion. And if you think, well, that's just too good to be true, it just sounds too good, well, that's just how good he is because he's a good God. He is the joyful God. He is ecstatic over us. I'm learning this. I'm on a journey right now of discovering his delight over my life because I have a tendency to look at all my weaknesses, all my failures, all my mistakes, all the bad words that might come out of my mouth. Yes, the mailman cusses on occasion. On occasion. But those things don't define me because Jesus paid for my sin. He took my sin and my shame so that I could have his righteousness, so that I could walk in the newness of life. He doesn't know me any longer according to the dead man. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. It's dead and buried. You have died with Christ through his death and burial, and you have been risen with him through his resurrection. So you, the life you live, you live now by faith in Jesus as a new creation. We don't have to live in the shadow of the old man, the old me, the old sin nature. It's dead. It's crucified, dead and buried. That's why we get baptized. Speaking of baptism, maybe one of these days we will uh, get a little baptism tub here. There's some actually that we've seen. Looks like a portable jacuzzi that blows up. I put it right in the front here and we'll start dunking all these kids. All right. I'm not singing this song. No, but... I kind of had some words for a couple of the kids. Can I pick on your kids a little bit, Fitzhughes? Okay. So <laughs> I was looking at Austin. <laughs> Austin, I was just thinking, I totally see you as this kid, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, okay, as this kid who is kind of like a, like, oh, you're going to mess with me? Well, I'm going to take you out, sort of kid. And I, but I see God using that as, and that's not a bad thing. It's a, that's a good thing. Um, but I see God using that as kind of you standing up for other people. And um, I just had this vision of, of other kids or even adults being like, oh, but I can't. I, I don't want to do that. I want to live like this. And you being like, no, I'm going to fight for you, and you're going to do this. I kind of see that with you. And then, um, who else? Yeah, I think that's it for now. But I was just I was thinking of that for him. I don't know. It just popped in my head. So. Cool. <laughs> Sounds good. It's agreeable. <clears throat> just going to take a quick peek at some notes here. Um, we've already been talking about most of this stuff. You know, I think a, a, a key to what God has called us to do, there's a lot of stuff we've been presenting this morning, this, this royal thing, this royal identity. Don't freak out. If you feel like you're not relating, if you feel like it's not realistic in your life, it's okay because God is pursuing it. He's pursuing you. He is pursuing you. He is wrapping himself around you 
and he is guiding you with his eye. And he is teaching you. The Holy Spirit is our teacher and our comforter. And he is going to remind us of these things and teach us these things. There's a process of renewing our minds. It takes time. But we do declare over all of us, I declare it over my life, acceleration. I need acceleration. We all know that the hourglass of life, it, it's ticking. And I don't have a lot of time to waste on not getting it. I want to get it, and I, I need his help. So I believe that God wants to release over us acceleration. Or as the word I heard recently this, this week, I've been listening to some feeding on some good stuff, quickening. He's a life-giving spirit. He wants to quicken. Quicken us. Let's just look at the one verse and we're going to start and end the message with that. The Colossians 1 be the next verse down. Colossians 1, 27 through 29. The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let's just pause for a second. Last week we talked about John chapter 1, where it says that to those who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right, he gave the authority. That word was exousia. I know I, I said I was going to stick with this one. Just dropped down to that next one real quick, and then we're going to bounce back to this. That John 1, the exousia scripture. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right, exousia, which is like a crown on your head. He gave you a ring and a robe, just like that story of the prodigal son returning home to the father. You have been given the royal robe and the royal ring. You have been given a crown. You have been given exousia, authority, regal authority to become the children of God not born of natural descent or human decision or husband's will, but born of God. God has placed a seed inside of you. He's placed his very word, an indestructible seed. Let's bounce. Can we bounce back up to that Colossians? So this is God's aim. He's put Jesus inside of you. He's put the seed, this indestructible seed this enduring word of God inside of everyone who says yes to Jesus, who calls on the name of the Lord. And this seed is like the very life of Jesus. So let's look at the second half of that. Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is the one we, pro we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. God's desire is that the seed that he's placed inside of each one of us would grow up into maturity, that we would begin, begin to not only mature, but to learn how to reign in life, that we would learn what our inheritance is. You know, Paul prayed in Ephesians 1 that the church would have that spirit of wisdom and revelation, that they would have the eyes of their hearts opened so that they would know what is the great inheritance that we have in the saints and the incomparably great power for us who believe. So we have an inheritance. We have a destiny. We have a life that Jesus paid a price for and that the Father is bent on seeing come to fruit in our lives. So why don't we stand up? Let's just stand. By the way, today is Isabel's 20th birthday. I just wanted to make sure that I said that. And we do, we're not going to sing and embarrass you, but we do wish you a happy birthday, my firstborn child. You've made your mom and dad very proud. And we love you. Yeah. Before we pray. Would you put, <laughs> I'm going to help you not cry. Can you put that slide up there real quick about the house fires? 
because what's going to happen is we're going to end up having this event coming coming up um, April 20th, and I'm going to end up waiting to the last second and forgetting to tell y'all. We do have an opportunity for an evening of worship. If you would like to take part of that, it won't be here. It's it's probably going to be at our house, I'm guessing, again. Um, it seems to work okay for now, but it could get packed out to a point where maybe we wouldn't be able to do it there in the future. But, uh, yeah, April, April 20th, and I put, instead of 7 p.m., we put 645. That way we can all kind of arrive and visit for a few, and then we'll just dive right into worship. But really, it's just an opportunity for us to get lost in God's presence together, worship our guts out, because it's awesome when you worship. There's something about that veil that gets thinner and thinner between the glorious presence of God and our earthly existence. As we press in and worship, it just gets thinner. But Jesus paid the price for that veil to be torn wide open, for us to go straight into the throne room. And so that's what we do on that one Friday night a month. We, we want to spend time and just worship together as a church family. And then after we're done worshiping, we just step out and minister to each other. We prophesy, we pray, we make declarations, we do whatever the Holy Spirit's just wanting to do. So we wanted to mention that. Now we can pray. Oh, it's timed. Oh, my bad. We'll fix that. She doesn't have a pause button, so the slide just wants to um, move away. So, yeah. Guys doing good? So we're going to pray. We're going to seal up this part of the, the gathering. But we do want to encourage you, if you want prayer, to... This is the easiest way because everyone kind of mingles around, goes over to the coffee and hangs out in the back. Some of us hang out here, but this kind of like to designate the front area up here for anyone who wants prayer. If you need healing in your body, if you need freedom of any kind, if you just need to get a touch from the Holy Spirit and freshly infilled, then I would encourage you to come up here and some of us who are here to minister, uh, yeah, we'll just blast you with prayer. Sounds good? All right, so Father, we just worship you again and again. We just want to be a people that are living a lifestyle of worship. We want to be laid down lovers of God. We lay ourselves down over and over again. We present our bodies to you as living sacrifices made holy and acceptable by the blood of Jesus. And in view of your mercy, we worship you because you paid for us to Walk in the grace and the mercy of God. We worship you. We give our bodies to you, holy and acceptable. And we just thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you're doing in us, in this church, and in our region. And we just say, let it explode, God. Let it explode in greater measures. Let your kingdom come. We want to see King Jesus reigning and ruling over Bremerton, over Kitsap, over all the cities of the state. And let it just be an ever-increasing, ever-expanding fire that burns until the, the works of the enemy are completely burnt down and destroyed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.